Jello, 1690 AM in Montreal. My name is William Power. I'm with Dominic Demeester. Super Bowl 58 is just three days away, folks. I can't believe it. We got the 49ers. We got the Chiefs. We're going to have Taylor Swift. We're going to have Usher. And we're going to have a lot of great things in store. Las Vegas, Super Bowl. Can't believe it. I love Super Bowl week, Dom. And I haven't been watching too much of the NFL media and the questions and all that. But obviously, a ton of storylines heading into the Super Bowl. Man, it feels like we were just talking about preseason, training camp, the draft, all that stuff. But Dom, we got the Super Bowl just three days away. Super Bowl, baby! <laughs> we have arrived. Super Bowl Fifty Eight between the Forty ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. You couldn't ask for two better football teams to be at the Super Bowl. It's gonna be awesome. Frankly, right now, I don't know who to pick. Let's yeah. dissect the ins and outs of both of these franchises. How they got here. Where are gonna Where are they gonna go in the future in this football game? So let's get right into it, William. Yes, yeah, sure, Dom. We can talk about the playoff runs, obviously, for each team. There, uh, the San Francisco 49ers, Dominic, being the number one overall seed in the NFC. They get the the uh, first round bye. Then after that, they have the pleasure of playing the Green Bay Packers, where they just squeaked out a win. The Packers making some noise in this playoffs, uh, contrary to what many people thought. And then the 49ers having to face another NFC North team in the Detroit Lions. And just squeaking by that game as well. Great comeback there. What do you make of the 49ers run? And I know, look, it hasn't been the prettiest, right? You could, uh, you could make the case that we talked about last week. That both of these games, they kind of pulled out of the out of a hat, right? That they that they were uh, not necessarily the better team, but for me, that's uh, that's always overrated. You want to be the more clutch team, the team that gets it done down the stretch. And obviously, the 49ers were that team. Um, what do you make of their run so far, John? Do you think that the fact that they were able to, you know, kind of deal with adversity uh, and you know stick together as a team and trust on Purdy during those times? that's going to build a lot of momentum and a lot of confidence heading into the Super Bowl? Uh, or do you think they really needed more convincing wins because they're playing a team like Kansas City who, you know, will probably be the best team that they're playing all year? What are, you, what are your thoughts on, on their run and how, how the 49ers made it to the Super Bowl, even from the beginning of the year, if you want to talk about that too as well? Well, from the beginning of the year, we all know that the 49ers have had a great football team. They went through one adversity of like, what, three Games in a row that they lost three or four, but that was about it. The flow of the flow of the offense is just beautiful to watch, and I do believe that's what got them here. However, in the playoffs, we saw that flow kind of get disrupted because you're playing against pretty good defenses. And I have to admit, the 49ers might be one of those weirdest teams to make it to the Super Bowl on shaky grounds. Yes, I don't think against the Packers they look too great and I don't think against the Lions they took look too great. So they're coming they're, they're coming into the Super Bowl in my opinion as a team that yes had high aspirations. They they got the bye, you know, everyone looks at the 49ers in the past couple of years, they've done a, a very consistent job, but yet they're coming into the Super Bowl in my opinion on shaky grounds. What are your thoughts about that, William? Yeah, I think they are too. And look, obviously there's two ways to look at it. One of them is, you know, being able to kind of be, you know, like we talked about, deal with struggles and, and stick together as a team. And I do think they have done that. And I really um, can say that I think that the locker room trusts Purdy. I know you talk about like different uh, divas and players and, you know, not really sure if they're on the same page as their quarterback. But I really do feel like like everyone on this team has Purdy's back. And while he may not be the number one superstar on this team or the best player on this team, I think this team believes in him, which is, which is good. And I, I generally believe that. But yes, I... 
look, I mean, obviously we're going to talk about our picks and everything later on, but in terms of the 49ers, I would have liked to see them look a little bit more crisp on both sides of the ball in their last two games, just because the team they're playing, right, they're playing against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, and they're not going to be able to afford to make the same mistakes they did in the last two games, Tom, if they want to host the Lombardi Trophy after this. No, they obviously can't. I think it starts with Brock Purdy being a lot better behind as QB. And I think that we're seeing the real Brock Purdy right now, which is a guy entering his second year, not 100% confident yet at the quarterback position. Yeah, someone could say that, yeah, his thoughts seems like he's doing it. He's a good game manager, but I still see some nerves in there. And I think it's normal to see those nerves at a young age. But now you're going to see those nerves on the biggest stage. And I still don't know exactly who we're going to get at QB for the 49ers. But I think that will be probably the biggest spotlight, in my opinion, during the Super Bowl will be on Brock Purdy. Definitely. And, you know, like we t- I'm pulling up a list right now. We could we could jump into it. Uh, talking about, you know, the, the biggest players and, uh, and you know, what were they rank in terms of importance in this game? We could talk about Kansas City a little bit before that, but... Yeah, there's a big list on NFL.com. Pretty cool if you want to check it out. It's talking about the most important players to watch in this game. And some of them aren't even players, people, I should say. Obviously, you have Usher here, and uh, you have uh, you have Taylor Swift, obviously, as well. Number one being Mahomes, number two being Purdy. For me, Purdy's the most important player in this game by far. Just because mm, you want to say maybe he has something to prove. Maybe he's the biggest wild card. For Mahomes, look, I, I expect a, a good game for Mahomes. I'm not, I don't really have too many question marks surrounding him. Um, last game against the Baltimore Ravens, you know, he didn't look great, but he got the job done. My question marks are obviously more surrounding Purdy. So, yes, you know, for me, Dom, uh, he's number one right away. What do you what do you make of that, Dom? You know, it's as Mahomes at number one, Purdy at number two. Uh, pretty cool if you want to pull the Andy Reid number being the third most important player in this game, four McCaffrey and five Travis Kelsey. I think the list is pretty good, but I think I would really swap Purdy for Mahomes, and I think that um, – if Purdy doesn't have a good game, there's no way San Francisco wins. You know, they, they found ways to win games throughout the course of the season when he hasn't looked his best, when you said yourself, when he's looked shaky, uh, when, you know, his throws haven't been there, uh, which is not that, all that often, right? He's had a very good year. He was an MVP candidate for a year, and I think he deserves more credit than people give him. But he's not going to be able to uh, kind of find a way to win this football game, even if he struggles at times. I think he's going to have to have almost a picture-perfect game. And for me, he's the number one most important player uh, in the Super Bowl. He has to be. It just the guy does not look a hundred percent on the field. I just think I've seen a lot. Uh, Brock Purdy this year throwing the ball a lot smoother. But now, as we enter the playoffs, I see the nerves. I really do. I don't. I don't think anybody else is going to disagree with that. You see that this guy is nervous. Some people like to talk talk up his game. I'm going to talk down his game. I see a guy that's not comfortable, and I'm seeing a guy that I'm. I even question at one point. I'm like. Oh, does San Francisco even have their franchise QB? And mm-hmm. once you win the big dance, you could put all the naysayers away. All the guys that said you had the jitters. It won't matter anymore. I talked about it last week. This is a career game for Brock Purdy. For his entire career, it hangs on the Super Bowl. And he needs to be efficient to win the Super Bowl. Because even if San Fran somehow walks away with this victory and Brock Purdy still plays bad, he still won't have that confidence yet. I mean, how much will it take? For me, it needs to be a guy in the big dance, showcasing his skills. And I think that's what we need by Brock from Brock Purdy. And I have a feeling we're going to see a bit of both in this football game. 
Well, that's a good point. That so you necessarily so if, if Brock Purdy goes, let's say uh, you know fifteen of twenty three, one hundred and fifty yards, and it's McCaffrey that really runs the show, runs for one hundred and fifty yards, three TDs. You don't think necessarily that the naysayers would be satisfied, uh, even if 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 he hosts the Lombardi Trophy after that. You had mentioned to yourself uh, to me about a couple of weeks ago with the Tua and the Miami Dolphins. Do yeah, you want yeah. A manager, or do you want a franchise QB? Yeah. I think everybody wants to be comfortable with a franchise QB. Is Brock Purdy a franchise QB only if he really showcases to the world how to beat the Kansas City Chiefs on the biggest stage, and he needs to deliver big time statistically. Yes, you know, sometimes the story writes themselves, Mr. Irrelevant uh, being probably the most relevant person heading into the Super Bowl. So, yeah, we'll talk about that in the list later on. Let's look at Kansas City right now, Dominic. Uh, they beat them, obviously, my Miami Dolphins. They shed a tear there. Very convincing win there in the first round of the playoffs. And they go to Buffalo where they were underdogs. They uh, they take care of business there and it was a very good game. Uh, more of an offensive shootout. And then they go into Baltimore and the defense is able to stifle Lamar Jackson and, uh, and you know, really limit his, his passing and his run, the entire running game of the Baltimore Ravens. So Kansas City, three, you know, two close games, but three very convincing wins, uh, two of them being on the road, underdogs in those last two games. And, you know, look, there's no way to sugarcoat it. How many, you know, times this season do we see, you know what, maybe it's not Kansas City's year. You know, you know Mahomes is great, Kelsey is great, but... They just don't have the receivers. Kadarius Tony is dropping too many balls. This entire offense doesn't look good. Mahomes having to, you know, plead with his fans saying, guys, trust us. We're going to get it right. We're going to find a way to do this. The story of Kansas City this year hasn't been, you know, how great they've been, how, how flash this offense has been, how great this defense has been, how great Andy Reid has been. It's been about, you know, the number one storyline from the start of the season to now, you can even say, is, you know, these wide receivers dropping balls, right? Uh, you know, at first it was almost a joke, and then it became like, well, this is the reason this football team is losing games. We're like, they're finding ways to literally lose football games, and other teams aren't finding having to find ways to beat them. They're beating themselves. It's pretty remarkable when you think about a team that's in the Super Bowl right now that, like, that was a very prominent and lingering storyline uh, for, for them from the start of the season to, to even now. But they seem to have cleaned it up, right? Their wide receivers to make you know, are starting to make plays. Rishi Rice has been, uh, you know, a gem for them in this uh, in their postseason run. Travis Kelsey's been Travis Kelsey. He's picked up in the later part of the season. But it's been a very weird, you know, kind of season for Kansas City and, you know, where they've gotten um, with, you know, all the we talk about hurdles the 49ers have to face. The Chiefs have to face many of them themselves, right? A lot of them being doubters. And you can make a case there was a lot of, quote, unquote, better, sexier teams in the AFC, right? Buffalo looked good at times. Miami was a popular pick out there. Baltimore was, you know, the number one team in the AFC from really the start of the season. But yet it's Kansas City and it's Mahomes, Dominic, finding themselves here that, uh, there yet again. Pretty remarkable, Dom. They, they, you know, they battle from their challenges and, and they're here once again. And uh, Mahomes is making his fourth Super Bowl appearance already. Yeah, Mahomes seems to be a, a regular at the AFC Championship. He just wants to be there year in and year out. And why not when you're the best quarterback in the NFL? And let's face it, you don't have that much competition to play against at the QB position. I think it uh, solidifies himself right now as being the best player in football consistently. And he's becoming a Hall of Famer. And uh-oh, here come the Hall of Famers in Andy Reid, 
Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Sometimes that's all you need is having these guys that are willing to win at all costs. And right now, the proof is in the pudding. They are winning football games. And they turn it on just exactly at the right time. When we were questioning, where is this Kansas City offense? It was hidden in the weeds on purpose because Travis Kelsey is the key to this offense. And when he's healthy, boom, it is deadly. They take out the Dolphins. They take out the Bills. They take out the Ravens. And I don't think anybody thought that Kansas City's offense were going to beat all those three teams. I At least I didn't. I thought that Kansas City might get by two. But then when I saw the type of odds that they were getting, it was just a lot of head scratchers there. And they made it. They made it to the Super Bowl. They made it with the good old Taylor Swift following this bandwagon. And yeah. uh, now they're at the Super Bowl. And it's just it's quite the story, to say the least. And I do think it, it revolves around those three Hall of Famers. This offensive line is a patchwork, to say the least. It's not a great offensive line. And Pat Mahomes has been doing it with his legs all year he's relied on his arm in the beginning of his career but now he's doing it with his legs in key situations so if you are to cover travis kelsey you know what he still has enough speed with rashi rice and marquis valdal scantling to pull up the the safeties and then if he doesn't see anybody open he will do it with his legs i think that it's probably the easiest way to win football right now with all the rules but hey pat mahomes he's why not do it you know you're a great quarterback with your arm. And if they're going to give you that much space with your legs, annihilate your opponent. And that's what he's been doing. He did it against Miami. He did it against Baltimore. And he also did it against the Bills. So that's how they're going to do it against San Francisco. The same recipe. You just make the wide receivers go deep with the DBs and then just give you that much space and let Mahomes buy the time that he needs to succeed because eventually Pat Mahomes will place the football somewhere where other quarterbacks can't, and that's why this team keeps on winning. So keep an eye on those traits in this football game. Yeah, I like that good stuff there, Dom, and I think what I'd like to see out of Kansas City is, you know, kind of their willingness to run the football, right? But Isaiah Pacheco, uh, a guy that was drafted, obviously, in the late run, and, you know, people didn't uh, didn't really know him early on, and then obviously made a name for himself. Talk about a guy that uh, that runs north-south, man. He runs with a purpose every time he touches the football. And even after he's down, he kind of runs back to the line of scrimmage. Really cool to see uh, just the energy bunny is what I like to call him there. Uh, Clyde edwards I'm curious to see you know, how many touches he gets in this game. But I like that Kansas City kind of developed now their run game, and I think they kind of needed to because of the uh, like aforementioned uh, mistakes there that their wide receivers were making over the course of the season but they've really seemed to clean that up um and I have like what this offense has done. Uh, you know, it, it hasn't been the sexiest for you. I would have thought that, you know, for Kansas City to have made it made it to the Super Bowl, especially with how many great offenses there are in the AFC right now, it would have to be the same of, you know, we're going to throw the ball 40 to 50 times a game. Kelsey's going to have to catch 12 balls every game. We're going to have to make something out of Rishi Rice. Marcus valdez is going to have to be better. Kadarius Tony's going to need to be a solid. But it's been kind of a different way, you know, more of like the kind of the – I'd say slower and old school style of football that that is you know brought Kansas City to the Super Bowl here in in many instances this season. I think it's cool. It shows a willingness you know to be able to win football games differently, and I think that that's what you need out of great, great teams, and that's why both these two teams are here because they're able to adjust. Three days away from the Super Bowl, folks. Can't believe it. Curious to get uh, what the insight on what you guys do for the Super Bowl. I still kind of have uh, my plans up in the air, Don, for this year's Super Bowl. I'm not sure if I'm hosting it, if I'm going to uh, be going to a few buddy uh, buddies' place and uh, see a few friends. 
All I know is probably going to be a lot of pizza, a lot of junk food, hopefully some root beer. That's what I always ask. And uh, yeah, a lot of uh, some some good chips there and some finger food. Um, do you, do you know your plans are kind of up in the air as well? No, I'm heading up to Ottawa to see the family up there. Going to have an amazing nice. time. Got the wings going. Oh, Everything's nice. going to be set to go. Can't wait for that this Sunday. Oh, man, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, I think Wings is, is, is huge, huge. I know I think that's, uh, that's pretty big uh, for you. I remember you saying you did, uh, did the same last year. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, hopefully uh, that uh, no matter how good or not good the game is, that everyone enjoys, enjoys their food. That's a huge, huge part of it as well. So let's get back to the game uh, itself. Uh, we talked about, you know, key players in this game. Uh, you look at coaching matchups, right? You've got uh, Andy Reid uh, on, on one end and... Um, his success in the in the Super Bowl and the obviously and even with the, the Philadelphia Eagles. You got head coach Kyle Shanahan. And uh look, you know, this is uh for, for Kyle, Kyle Shanahan, Don. This becomes pretty big. Obviously, has that uh, twenty-eight to three collapse uh in the back of his mind there with uh, the Atlanta Falcons. And uh, you know, look, yes, it was years ago. Um and uh and you know it was with a different team, but I think that when you get back to the Super Bowl Dom, it's, it's really hard to get back there. Kyle Shanahan now trying to kind of avenge uh his uh his, his loss there. And Andy Reid's been there before. Do you think there's gonna be more uh, a bit more hunger from Kyle Shanahan than there is that of Andy Reid? Or do you think it kind of evens out? Or do you think you know kind of when you get to the Super Bowl, no matter how many times you've been there, no matter how many times you've won and or lost, uh it's it's a Super Bowl, and uh, each each guy and each, uh, I guess, the head coach will want to win it just as much. Do you think there's a little bit more juice here for Kyle Shanahan just because of his past? I think the juice is the same. I think everybody plays to win the game, and at the end of the day, someone wins and someone loses. Both are passionate head coach. Both are proven, and obviously, they both know how to get there consistently. So I think that it's going to be an amazing coaching battle, and may the best man win. I think also when you think about that too is look, Kyle Shanahan now, um, head coach of the 49ers, has really I I like what he's done with this team. And look, whether they win the Super Bowl or not, of course, you know, at the end of the day, that's when you're judged, you know, winning and losing. But I do like what Shanahan has done. And you look at kind of players around the league, Dom, they bounced around and similar to the the 49ers, the Dolphins have built kind of a similar offense, I guess you could say, in structure to that. Of the 49ers, you know, getting in Mike McDaniel, getting 49ers players, the motion, all that stuff, you know, using their, their wide receivers sometimes in the backfield, running, uh, just being quick with uh, with decision-making too. So I think that here, A, Kyle Shanahan will have to use that to the advantage and continue doing what he's doing, keep the Kansas City defense on their toes and keep them guessing. But I really do like, you want to lose this game, what Kyle Shanahan has done with this franchise. And I know, uh, obviously, we talk about results. Winning and losing in the Super Bowl would, would change, obviously, all that. But I do think that Kyle Shanahan deserves a little bit more credit than pretend, potentially even myself have been giving him because you have a lot of great names, household names. And look, it'd be, I don't want to say it's easy to be a 49ers head coach. I would love to be a head coach with all those tools, right? And, you know, all the sexy toys that they have. But it's not always easy to implement them and get the most out of each player. And I really do feel like Shanahan has done that. He's got the most out of Debo Samuel, the most out of McCaffrey, uh, Ayuk 2, George Kittle. And it's tough because you have a bunch of superstars here, but I feel like he's kind of used them to complement one another, Dominic. And, you know, that's not always easy. Oh, it's not easy. You have a lot of egos to feed, and that's not anything different in San Francisco. I'm sure there's a lot of hotheads in that locker room, like there is in every franchise. It's about being able to control those hotheads and giving everybody the piece of the pie that they deserve. And then in San Francisco, it's hard because, you know, Debo Samuel is a great football player. 
but Brandon Ayuk has come into his own. And I think that yeah. I think Debo was the number one and still is, but I think he's managed that ego in my opinion, and it has let Brandon Ayuk flourish. Maybe because Debo plays a violent game and gets injured a lot, which provides Ayuk the opportunity a lot to, to be the number one uh, throughout the season. But uh, Debo, to me, is the surefire guy to be uh, the hardest ego, in my opinion, to kind of like control. And Kyle Shanahan has managed to input him in this game or all the games that uh, he's played in the NFL uh, very, very, very well. So Kyle Shanahan, his only problem is not to get in his own head. And that's what we've seen uh, time and time again. It's when there's a tight football game and there's a crucial play. What will Kyle Shanahan do on third down? And at times you see weird calls. And I think mm -hmm. that is overthinking it. And taking it away from the players' abilities and putting it more on the play design. And yeah, I think in, in, in any football game, you have to have a mix of both, right? You have to have the coach letting the play design be the reason why uh, the play is successful. But sometimes, you know, you just got to let players do what they have to do. And that, to me, you've seen more Kyle Shanahan going with his play design late in football games and then being just horribly timed and the unfortunately 49ers lose those games more often than none so keep an eye if this game is ever tight william kyle shanahan needs to call on third down plays that the players need to be the reason why it was successful mm -hmm. and not as much as the play design so give the ball to mccaffrey he mm -hmm. is the guy on this football team that's the most talented we better see a lot of mccaffrey in crucial situations in this football game well, that's huge. It's it's funny too, and uh, you know, it, it's uh, it reminds me of something. Some of them playing Madden, and now will say, you know, you know, call call something for a player, not necessarily a play. You know, a play could this, that, and the other thing. But sometimes, you know, season on the line, you got to go to your best player, right? Even if he's covered, you got to you, you kind of live by the live by the sword, die by the sword, right? You you get it to one of your good guys, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I like what you're saying. You don't want to necessarily go out there and overthink things. And the cool thing for San Francisco is they have a few of those guys. Um, and, you know, I was going to talk about, talk about coaching. Now, Steve Spagnuolo too, uh, he's, you know, looking for his fourth Super Bowl ring and there would be his third one with the Kansas City Chiefs. We talk about the, the head coach and, uh, you know, play calling there from Kyle Shanahan and what he's going to do. I'm curious to see what uh, Steve Spagnuolo does. Does he bring the blitz? Does he want to force Purdy to make decisions, not let him there sit back? Does he want, you know, Purdy to kind of come a bit more of that thrower, and now that McCaffrey take over the game, I'm really curious to see what he decides to do because I think over the course of the playoffs and the season, he's done a really good job of mixing thumbs up. You know, sometimes showing blitz and stunting back, other times bringing in an extra guy to kind of get the ball out of the, that quarterback's hands quickly. So I'm curious to see too. You know, with the 49ers here, the the bread and butter or kind of the mojo of this team, what people like to say is that it's kind of pretty getting it throwing a little check down and letting his boys, you know, kind of go out there and make a play, whether it's blocking, whether it's missed tackles and stuff. So you kind of look and you got to think that Purdy, for the most part, likes to get the, the ball out of his hands quickly. So does that kind of change what, what Spagnolo does? Because if you're bringing the blitz and he's getting rid of the ball anyways, and if you're not bringing the blitz, I'm not sure how much it would change San Francisco's play calling. So I'm curious to see what he decides to do. Uh, no matter what he decides to do, I'm, I'm sure it'll be uh, the, the best 
you know, what gives them the best chance to win this football game because, you know, he's been a veteran. He's been great for them. And honestly, I've been so impressed with the way that this defense has played, uh, especially in the last game of, uh, you know, against the, the Baltimore Ravens. Um, so I'm curious to see what Spagnuolo decides to do. I, I could see a little bit of the blitz early on just to kind of, you know, rattle up Purdy. It's his, you know, his first time playing in the Super Bowl, first time playing in the big game. We have seen him look a little bit nervous like we just uh, alluded to earlier, uh, early on in the show. So I think, you know, maybe a hit here and a hit there. Try and get in Purdy's head early on in the game. I can see that, you know, Spagnuolo doing uh, doing that, you know, trying to play my games with, with Purdy early on. Oh, yeah, I would expect it as well, William. I think that you got to get Purdy, you know, off his game and not planted and kind of having the ability to, to read the football field. You got to get him pressured and as many times as possible early so those nerves start to kick in on Brock Purdy. Now, I don't know exactly if Spagnuolo is a product of Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid or is Spagnuolo mm. really that good as a defensive coordinator. But at this point, you have to admit, specifically this season, Steve Spagnuolo has proven himself to be a fantastic defensive coordinator. And yes, the defense has stepped up a lot this year but you know they drafted very well you know we talked about uh, carl aftis george carl aftis as a great defensive end in college yes. and he ended up on this football team same thing with nick bolton we had eyed him early on in college and when he landed here it was a perfect landing spot at the middle linebacker position and they resurrected drew tranquil's career for yes. whatever reason things never happened well with the chargers he lands in kansas city it seemed like it was the right fit there in KC. And you can't forget about Trent McDuffie. They drafted this guy last year at DB. And right off the bat, he won a Super Bowl as a rookie. When that happens, your DB ends up being a cornerstone of your defense. And he is one of those big cornerstones. So, yeah, man, this Kansas City Chiefs defense is not an easy one. And when you have Chris Jones playing on a contract year where he's yeah. going to be like, hey, listen, you know, I know how much I'm worth. And he probably wants a new contract. Who wouldn't in Kansas City with Pat Mahomes? I guarantee you he will go crazy in this football game to get as many sacks as possible. I wouldn't doubt it if he hits at least two or three in this football game. We exactly we talked about it. I was going to mention Chris Jones too there as well, Dominic, because there was a uh, strong possibility he would no longer play with the Kansas City Chiefs. And now they get him back. Uh, and, you know, he's been big for them. Uh, really close, you know, playing on 75 to 80% of the defensive snaps. This guy's just a dog, right? He's going to go 100, 110%. Uh, his motor is just full every single play. And, you know, even when he's not out there necessarily making plays, um, he's being double teamed and, you know, kind of freeing up the uh, the the one on one battles for for his uh, for his teammates and like similar defensive end on the other team. Let's go to the the other side of uh, the the coin here now with Nick Bosa and the San Francisco 49ers. I think he's going to have to be big. I really do think that we're talking about you know keys to we'll, we'll talk about a little bit here. You know keys to victory and and what each team needs to do. If the 49ers don't find a way to force a turnover in this game, I think it's a wrap. I think it's done. And I'm not just talking about you know a three and out or a fourth down stop. I really think that this team needs a pick, a fumble, so at least two of them. If they don't force, I'm going to say two turnovers in this game. I really think it's Kansas City's to win. And look, it's a lot easier said than done when you're playing against, you know, the greatest player in football right now and Patrick Mahomes. Um, but that's why I really think that Nick Bosa is a guy I'm looking at to have a big game. We'll talk about X Factors after the break. But Nick Bosa, even just to get in there right down and, and tip a ball that gets picked or, you know, a ball, a ball that's on third and eight where Mahomes has, you know, Kelsey wide open and he gets tipped and they, they're able to force that fourth down. Bosa is going to have to be huge, but I really think it's going to be in the turnover battle there. I think whoever wins the turnover battle uh, will win this football game, you know, 
a little bit of captain obvious there, but I really do think that if the 49ers want to win this football game, they're going to have to be the ones to force turnovers and, you know, jump a pass, get a pick. Uh, because if, you know, you're going to sit there and let Mahomes, you know, even if they're only putting up 25, 26 points in this football game, I don't think you can let the Kansas City offense get comfortable, right? You have to disrupt them and you have to build some momentum for your defense. So I'm really looking at both ends of this game, uh, as well as obviously a ton of other players for the 49ers on defense. Um, but for me, it's not just going to be enough to force, you know, three and outs or, you know, keep Kansas City to field goals because eventually they're going to sustain a drive, right? And eventually, you know, they're, they're going to make plays and Mahomes going to do something ridiculous and so is Kelsey and Pacheco's going to run wild. So I really think that whether it's early on in this game, um, after, you know, a uh, um, uh, momentum start from, from uh, San Francisco's uh, offense and or defense, no matter, no matter where it is for this team, I really do think that they're going to have to force at least two turnovers in this game uh, just to stop the momentum of the Kansas City Chiefs. Because I really think that if Kansas City wins a turnover battle, it's done. I could see San Francisco winning the turnover battle and, you know, them still losing this football game. I think that that's why it's so crucial for them to kind of tack on, the, on those turnovers for their defense. Hey, they're going to have a great opportunity because I think there is a mismatch in this football game and that's in the trenches. And usually when that happens, that's a big problem for the offense to be really successful. So look for the San Francisco 49ers defense to dominate the Kansas City offensive line. I really do think there's just too much firepower on that defensive line. And I've seen Casey's offensive line struggling at times. They've been playing better, but they've also played, you know, a battered and bruised Bills team, a battered and bruised um, Dolphins team uh, at the defensive position. They yeah. did, however, held their, they hold their own against Baltimore, which was quite impressive. So they'll need to replicate that against the 49ers. But I have a feeling that's going to be even a tougher task. I just think that... At the end of the day, the game will not come down to the, tre the trenches. It's going to be coming down to most likely gifted football players and the talent is really going to shine. And we know on both sides of the football, there is a lot of talent. But do expect the 49ers D to be involved in this football game. Not sure how many turnovers is going to happen, if not even one. But um, yes, I do agree with you that if the 49ers are to win this football game, I'm going to say they will need to get at least one turnover somewhere. Yeah, you know, whether, you know, no matter what time of the game it is, they're just going to kind of, I think it's more about momentum uh, at that point and, and kind of feeding off that. And, you know, you talk about momentum and uh, and juice and yeah, and the amount of, like, you know, passion you have for, for the football game. Pacheco is a, a guy that really comes uh, really comes to mind there for Kansas City. And, you know, for, for the San Francisco 49ers, he's not a guy that gets forgotten in the offense, right, just because he's one of the best tight ends in the game. But... You look at uh, over here, we're going to have Travis Kelsey for Kansas City. And obviously, George Kittle at the other end. Uh, we, you know, George Kittle was being compared to Travis Kelsey, uh, you know, not that long ago. And I think that Travis Kelsey just with, you know, the, the breaking the Gronk's record and everything that he's done and, and really becoming Mahomes' number one. He's kind of, you know, he'd been cemented himself as being in a tier of his own has Travis Kelsey. George Kittle in this game, he's been quiet at times in the season, right? I know because I had him in fantasy, but there's times where he's exploded uh, for this football team. And, um, you, you know, he's averaging 15.7 yards per reception uh, is George Kittle. And, you know, I was surprised when I saw that. Uh, I didn't really think it was that high, but he's not only moving the, the, the change for this team, but he's making big explosive plays and he's not an easy guy to tackle. So we talk about momentum swings and, you know, making a play here, making a play there. And George Kittle, just something like his, his first down celebration and stuff like that. I think stuff like that is going to be key for this 49er team as well, because you're going to have to rely on your veteran experience. Yes, at the end of the day, Purdy's going to need to have a big game. Um, 
And, you know, whether that's him, you know, making a clutch throw, having to put up a bunch of touchdowns, uh, it will come down primarily to Brock Purdy. But obviously, he's going to need help, right? And, you know, you look at a guy like George Kittle, a uh, guy that almost had the chance to win a Super Bowl. And we're really, really cool thing after losing a Super Bowl uh, against against these same Kansas City Chiefs, Dominic, not that long ago. After the game, you know, you, there was like a spotlight on him. And he said, I'm going to be back, right? I'm going to be back here. Uh, and, you know, I'm going to go and I'm going to win the Super Bowl. So I, I really look early on in this game for Purdy to rely heavily on Kittle and you know is Kittle necessarily this guy that's gonna you know break a bunch of tackles and bring it to the house like a Debo Samuel McCaffrey no but he is that sure you talk about sure-handed tight end uh and it's from it's George Kittle right it's George Kittle no matter what down first and ten pick up you know pick up a free five to six yards and that's gonna be key to kind of calm the nerves of Purdy you know you talk about quarterbacks being in big games and big situations you want to start off the game with you know easy completions right get that confidence level up and I could really see Kittle getting, you know, four of the first five targets in this game, something like that, because A, is experience, and obviously because of, you know, the, the type of leader he is and uh, just, you know, the way he plays football, and I really do appreciate that out of him, and I'm going to be looking at Kittle to have uh, a big first quarter. I think his first quarter is going to be big for George Kittle and specifically helping out Brock Purdy. I love George Kittle. I've watched his college tape, and I knew from the very get-go this guy's motor it was actually, ironically, very similar to Christian McCaffrey. Guys that are willing to do whatever it takes and at a specific gear at the cost of their own health. It's quite something to see. These guys will do whatever it takes for that extra yard. And I don't agree with you, William, that George Kittle will be as involved in this football game. And I'll tell you why, because the linebacker core of the 49ers, sorry, the linebacker court of Kansas City, I should say, is mm -hmm. something to actually watch in this football team. Kansas City's linebacker core, specifically Nick Bolton, will be the guy on, in my opinion, George Kittle. So keep an eye on that matchup. And I don't think that's one that Kittle wins easily. I think that for the 49ers, their offense, they're going to have to ride or die with Debo Samuel. I think that Debo Samuel is going to have a hard game against Ladarius Sneed. That will be the crucial matchup to watch, in my opinion. Whoever gets the advantage between that will win this football game, in my opinion. That's, you know, we talk about matchups. Matchups are key. Uh, Bolton, yeah, he's, you know, he's had a, a nice, quiet season there, um, or I should say, quietly good season for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, if I had to ask you, George Kittle's stat line for this game, you had to throw out something random. What would you What would you predict? Three for three for sixty yards, maybe. Okay, a touchdown or no? No touchdown. Okay, okay. So yeah, that's the thing is, as much as this team is great and the weapons they have is, I think you know Kittle's gonna have to have not necessarily one of those games where he goes for like seven, a buck twenty nine, and two to three TDs, like you know he has at times this season, um, but. Like I mentioned, for me, it's more early on in this game. I think he's going to have to play uh, to play a big role. And, you know, you look at both tight ends. It's, what a tight end matchup to watch. Talk about, like, matchups from offense to defense. But if you're thinking about, like, each offense here, um, uh, you know, a lot of them would say, a lot of, you know, people would say they're very similar in terms of, like, the, the type of players they have uh, and they, at the tight end. I think the tight end is, is the most most similar. Obviously, the 49ers have that, the, the big, sexier names there. Um, but with the way Rice has been playing, uh, over the last little while, Dom, he's shown he can be a wide receiver one. I, I don't want to compare him to Debo Samuel, but almost be that Debo Samuel, the guy that touches the ball a lot, the guy that's able to get it out of the backfield as well, is able to make guys miss. Um, what are your what are your 
a progress the progression of Rasheed Rice. What are your thoughts on that? Because for me, I really thought that Kansas City was going to have to rely on Kelsey to go for 100 yards every single game. Like I didn't, I early on in the season, I didn't see any other way Kansas City would be able to make it this far all the way to the Super Bowl. Uh, but Rice has stepped up, and you know, a lot of people won't want to, you know, crown him uh, to be a superstar, and you know, maybe a little bit premature for that. But he's been so important for this team and their success. And, you know, being a rookie, too, I don't think many people saw this coming, especially early on in the season with the wide receiver troubles this team was having. Uh, but, yeah, I think, you know, we talk about tight end, tight end matchup is going to be a good one to watch, tight end versus tight end. But your wide receiver, I'm looking at, like, kind of the Debo, Rishi Rice stat line. I can see them having very similar stats after this game. And, like I said, I'm, I've been very impressed with Rice. And uh, I think he's going to, you know, be able to continue off his uh, his big postseason stretch that he's had so far. Rashi Rice, I've been following all year because I had him in my fantasy as well. And <laughs> this guy's a baller, right? This guy is just one of those guys that knows how to get open. You give him enough time, he will get open. His route running ability is above par. So that has been the key for the playoffs for KC has been the emergence of Rashi Rice. For a rookie to be that clutch in the playoffs, is rare. I thought we would have saw maybe more of Kadarius Tooney. He's been dealing with obviously a couple injuries here and there. Uh, Richie James doesn't seem to be a guy that you can count on in clutch situation. And, and McCole Hardman seems to be always running the wrong plays because he's been only put into this offense late in the season. So it all comes down to Rasheed Rice at the right receiver core. You sprinkle in a bit of play action with Mardez, Marquez Valden Scantling and Justin Watson. Sure, that could work, uh, but it's difficult. It is not a pretty offense. We've seen it. Uh, it's worked, and it's worked because Pat Mahomes is that deadly. He's just that good. And uh, when you have Pat Mahomes on your team, you almost can have backup players. And look where he's brought this football team. He's brought them all the way to the Super Bowl. Nothing scares me on, on this offense other than Travis Kelsey. But if there's yeah. only one guy to cover, usually that's a, a task that you could do. So... It's going to be interesting for the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. It really will be interesting, and a lot of attention will be on Rasheed Rice. Okay, Dominic, something that we do on the show and something that I love doing is X-Factors when it comes to the Super Bowl. We pick one for each team. I can get the ball rolling here. For the Kansas City Chiefs, we talked about that offense. We talked about the wide receivers and the, you know, the type of tough season that they've had. Marcus Valdez-Scantling hasn't been as relevant as I, as I thought he would be over the course of the season. However, he has made clutch plays for this football team, right? That that last catch that they got on third down uh, when Mahomes kind of rolling back and throwing it up there, making a catch on his behind, getting the first down, that was game over. People thought Kansas City potentially would run. They didn't. They passed, and it was Marquez Valdez-Catlin making a big play there. He hasn't, like I said, had a ton of catches, but he's been clutch for this football team when they've needed them to be. We just talked about Rice. I think Rice will be a bigger factor in this game than MVS, but I do expect Valdez-Catling to make a clutch play here and there, and he's going to be my X factor for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, for the Kansas City Chiefs, mine's going to be Clyde Edward Allaire. Yes, being able to catch the ball in the backfield will be a huge benefit for Clyde Edward Allaire. I expect the pressure that the offensive line that Kansas City is going to receive is going to be too much for Pat Mahomes. So he'll need to find an outlet. And if I'm Andy Reid, 
I have a lot of Edward Allaire on the field for maybe my fifth receiver. Sometimes when you just do a nice spread offense, get yeah. the guy to start off in the backfield, bringing him up to the line and dump it off to him. If they do that a lot in their game plan, Kansas City will be successful in this football game. All right, I like that. Good stuff there. Okay, San Francisco 49ers, X Factor. I'm going to go defensive side of the ball. Uh, we talk about, you know, Travis Kelsey. He's going to be big in this football game. Well, and, and, you know, the running ability for Kansas City and this, you know, new, newly uh, developed run game that they have. Fred Warner, Dom, he's going to be big in this game for me. Number one, stopping the run. And I'm curious to see what San Francisco decides to do uh, in terms of covering Travis Kelsey because no one has been able to figure it out. How, how, how many times have we said over the course of the season, how does Travis Kelsey get that wide open? How is no one covering Travis Kelsey? Well, I like Fred Warner. He's very good at stopping the run, and he has very, very good covering skills as well for a linebacker. So I, I think from time to time, he will be matched up on Travis Kelsey, depending what the formation is. And I think he will be key in stopping the run for this football team. So, you know, Fred Warner, he's been key from this team. He's dealt with his injuries. Um, good to see him back. But I love his game. I think, you know, he's one of the best linebackers in football. Uh, and I just think that, you know, from top to bottom, is it's very hard to find a fault in this game. You know, he can kind of do it all. He's kind of that Swiss Army knife, the Isaiah Simmons people were, you know, were hoping Isaiah Simmons would be. He is the Fred Warner is that, uh, and much more. So for me, X Factor 49ers defensive side of the bomb going Fred Warner. I'm gonna go with somebody that you won't expect. I'm going with Kyle Juszczyk, the fullback for okay. the San Francisco 49ers. If the San Francisco 49ers offense is to be successful by running the football. We need an additional guy to lead the way with those extra yards to block for Christian McCaffrey. We need a good fullback to pick up the block to help Brock Purdy survive in the pocket. And we need the trick play here and there to get Cal Juszczyk open because he knows how to get into the end zone. Keep an eye on Cal Juszczyk. He is a key for the San Francisco 49ers offense, especially against that deadly 49, sorry, against that deadly Chiefs defense. I like that one. That's it's cool because I was going through the list of important players in this game and, and Kyle Juszczyk being one of them. Not many teams having the fullback and you know using them like the the, the 49ers do. You know he's uh, using the run game and using the passing game as well. So I think it's a uh, you know kind of cool to to see a fullback, old school fullback being uh, relevant in this one. All right, Dan, we uh, got about ten minutes left on the show. We're saving our picks for the last few minutes now. But uh, you know this game, obviously. Brings out the best in a lot of people. Uh, and, you know, unfortunately, it could bring out, uh, I don't like saying the worst, but it could bring out a, a little bit of nerves. Which player or anything, maybe coach, uh, you know, player in this football game uh, is going to be the most nervous and has the most pressure heading into this football game? And, uh, you know, obviously, you know, there's the, we've got the quarterbacks being the two most important players uh, on each, just because, you know, football is just that. That's the way the, the, the game is built. Uh, do you think that there's going to be one player in particular, Dom, that kind of really needs to uh, have a good game in order for his, his team to win? And, uh, you know, what I mean by that is if this player doesn't have a good game, this team won't win, right? And you can see this guy having, a, you know, a few jitters uh, coming into uh, into the football game because, look, 
We talk about the offensive studs on each team and, uh, you know, the quarterbacks, the running backs, the tight ends being all that great. Defensive side of the ball, too, there's going to be guys that need to have big games. You're going to have to start getting pressure on the quarterback because I'm telling you right now, even if it's, uh, you know, pretty, if pretty has time to throw in this football game, he's going to, I think he's going to be able to dissect the defense if he has time to throw. Now, will he have time to throw? That's completely the other story. So defensive guys could be just as important as, as offensive guys in the situation, too. Head coaches as well. Uh, Guy that's under the most pressure heading into Super Bowl 58, Dominic. Travis Kelsey, baby. Wow. Travis Kelsey with the lights, the glamour, the whole works. This guy, trust me, he's an obsessive individual that wants to be yeah. known probably as the greatest of all time. And with that comes a lot of pressure. Putting yourself in the limelight to be with uh, good old Taylor Swift, uh. that's a lot of darn highlights and spotlights you're putting on yourself and i honestly think that this guy he can do it he's got two super bowl rings i mean like he's going for a third one but that comes with a lot of pressure i'm not sure if he's going to be able to withstand that pressure it is a lot dumb obviously and you know the, the taylor swift would like to joke about it but obviously that's a tremendous amount of added pressure uh there's been over under odds and what happens if you know travis kelsey wins as he proposed what are the percentages all that stuff so yes he's got you know Football on his mind, of course, he's playing in the Super Bowl, but other things as well. Uh, I, you know, for me, I'm going to go Debo Samuel, your dominant. He's really um, the guy that can do it all for this football team, right? And he is a guy that's just uh, overall fun to watch, right? He's a guy that's got great hands. He's got shiftiness. He's got, you know, everything that you want in a wide receiver. You know, people have made the case, should he get paid like a wide receiver and a running back combined? Because he can do both. Uh, you know, just that he kind of uh, blows. He's been, he's sustained over the course of his career because of how many times he touches the ball. Uh, that's, you know, it's been, he's been miraculous. So for me, uh, obviously we talked about, you know, quarterbacks need to have a big game and, you know, pretty maybe the, the obvious one, but who's going to be, you know, Purdy's right-hand man in key situations. It's promising me Debo Samuel. I think early on in the game, it could be Kittle. But I do think, you know, third and seven, uh, big play in this game, Debo Samuel is going to need to be that guy. And he has been that guy for this team uh, since he's been with San Francisco. And, you know, man oh man, as, as Kyle Shanahan found a, a fun way to use him. So if he doesn't have one of his big games, I think it's going to be tough for the San Francisco 49ers to go out there and to win this football game. So I really do think for uh, me, it's going to be Debo Samuel and um and yeah Brock Purdy you know you could say at the same time as well for putting a pair but for me it's going to be Debo you need to have a big game and under quite a bit of pressure before we do our picks Dominic uh we talk about like prop bets and stuff I know you you, you had a kind of a few of them there where there was a color of the Gatorade this that the other thing did you have a some a uh, few written down that you want to discuss before we get into the big pick yeah we got some funny uh the good old Super Bowl color what will be the juice? Will it be blue, orange, lime green, yellow, red, purple, or even clear water? You know what? I got to go with red. I stick I stick with red this year. It's plus 350. If you're a Super Bowl prop better, bet on red this year. I like that. Give me orange. Orange biased Dolphins fan over here. I know that you know, neither team is really orange, but uh, hey, no matter uh, no matter what color the, the darn Gatorade is, if you're getting that Gatorade poured on you, you best believe you're a happy camper. Oh, for sure. Yeah. The other one that I find funny is they have for Super Bowl Fifty Eight Travis Kelsey prop. Whether or not will he propose to Taylor oh Swift during the game? 
plus 1,020 yes and minus 3,500 for no. I'm going to go with no. He does not. Uh, I just don't see it happening. I think that's just a written Hollywood script that somebody has been uh, putting out there for shits and giggles. Hey, someone's been putting it out there, Don, but for the most part, it's kind of uh, – you know, following in that Cinderella tip. Well, I think a lot of it is going to depend for Travis Kelsey if he goes out there and wins the football game, Dominic. So let's not be the beater on the bush any longer. Let's go for our Super Bowl picks, our Super Bowl MVPs. Dominic, I'm going to throw it over to you. Does Patrick Mahomes find another way to win a Super Bowl after all odds were, you know, against it from the start of the season? Or does mystery relevance become anything but and lead this team to a Super Bowl championship? Listen, I don't think it's going to be a great football game. I really do not expect this game to be good. I think that there's one team that's going to dominate the other. Let's start off with Kansas City. Kansas City, you know, they got there. They did a great job getting there under Pat Mahomes. I think Pat Mahomes, if he were to win this football game, he's going to have to find Kelsey a lot, and he's going to have to get the same kind of production Rasheed Rice has been giving down the stretch. Isaiah Pecco is going to have to go for 100 yards, and he's going to have to find a way to run north and south against this 49ers D. And I think that the defense of Kansas City, guys like Nick Bolton, need to be on Kittle like a glove throughout the entire game and I think a guy like Carl uh, Aftis is going to have to get a few sacks on Mahomes to really put the pressure on and maybe Trent McDuffie getting a pick I think those are the keys to this football game I think it really has to go through Travis Kelsey and Pacheco needs to have a massive game as for the 49ers if they're to win the football game Brock Purdy's his hands need to be nice and, you know, ready to play this football game. No shaking anywhere. Just yeah. being ready and composed. But I'm sure there's going to be 50-50. I think they're going to get some shakes here. And then he's going to have to find a way to keep his composure late in this football game. But this game will be a wrap at halftime. Oh, Why? boy. I'm telling you, you get ready because of Christian McCaffrey Boom! You're going to see McCaffrey shine in this football game. This guy is ready. He's been waiting for this opportunity. He's ready for the pressure. And yes, the San Francisco 49ers, through Christian McCaffrey, that is all it will take to run up the score against Kansas City. This running game is deadly. I said Cal Juszczyk was going to be a key to this football game. He will be blocking with Trent Williams and opening up the holes for Christian McCaffrey all day. I think Debo Samuels has been utilized amazingly this year and is able to provide those extra yardage here and there. Debo, Christian McCaffrey, book it. They will be winning probably 21-3 to at halftime. This will not be wow. an football game. The San Francisco 49ers will take it 29-13. to Wow. Okay, Dom, I got to admit, I'm pretty surprised when you said this game would be over at halftime and you said it won't be a great game and one team is going to come out victorious and it won't be all that close. I really thought you were heading in the direction of the Kansas City Chiefs just because of the way they looked in the past well, uh, past few games at San Francisco being a bit shaky. You threw me off, Dom, because you even said Bob Purdy maybe a bit shaky there. So good stuff there, Dominic. You definitely had me at the edge of my seat. Look. I, I, contrary to what you believe, Dom, I think it's going to be a close game. Um, I do think it's going to be up in the air until very late in this football game. And the reason I think is because regardless of, you know, who is playing well and who isn't playing well, I think that these both these teams are fairly evenly matched. 
And I think that oftentimes when I when I see a blowout, I think one team on paper is much better than the other. And look, you, I was talking with buddies over the course of the week. You can make the case the San Francisco 49ers team on paper is much better than Kansas City. And, you know, honestly, you're probably right. Look at the people and the players and the amount of experience the San Francisco 49ers team has. And you mentioned McCaffrey, right, Dominic? And he's going he's gonna to be probably the most hungry to go on there and get a ring. And I think he does deserve to win uh, a Super Bowl championship. At the end of the day, the quarterback position is the most important position in football, Dominic. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. If you want to find a way to beat Patrick Mahomes and the, the Kansas City the Chiefs, you're going to have to find a way to solve the connection between him and Travis Kelsey. And I don't know what it is, Dominic. I don't know if it's the, the Taylor Swift vibes, if it's the uh, Travis Kelsey wanting to prove he's the best signing in football, if it's the goat talk of Mahomes being compared to Brady. But these guys just look really good over the last few games. And the emergence of Rasheed Rice, Dom, this is going to be a tough football team to beat. And San Francisco will be a tough football team to beat as well. I think it's going to come down to late in the game, 26-21 Kansas City. They have the ball. They go out there. They get stopped. The defense makes a play for San Francisco. Brock Purdy is out there to run the two-minute drill. He has the ball. Let's say at their own 15-yard line, he has to go out there, march the field. He's marching, marching, marching. Everything is looking good and glorious, Dominic. San Francisco is going to go punch a touchdown, win the Super Bowl. But Chris Jones says, not so darn fast, people. I sat out last year to show him a dog. I'm going to go out there and show him a darn dog. And he's going to force a fumble. And Kansas City, yes, Kansas City, will win the Super Bowl for the second straight year. 26-21, final score, Kansas City Chiefs, Dominic. And all the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes fans are going to be going absolutely bananas. Look. I say this, and, you know, I, the, the story's been great. I hope I'm wrong. I, I really am rooting for San Francisco. It would be cool to see a different team win the Super Bowl. I'm hoping McCaffrey's able to get a ring. Brock Purdy does it, too. But, Matt Dominic, i got to say you did throw me a bit of a curveball there by saying it'd be a blow and San Francisco would win. I'm going Kansas City. I'm going 26-21 Chiefs. I do think it will be a good football game. Ultimately, I just think the Mahomes and Kelsey duo, Dom, is just too, uh, is too darn tough to stop. We'll see what happens. Hey, if any team can get it done, it could be San Francisco 49ers and that defense. Folks, I can't believe it. We are three days away from the Super Bowl. Thank you so much for tuning in from the start of the season until today. We got one more game, but there will be no offseason of the Power Hour. We'll be here, rain or shine, 24-7 on Thursdays. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Be safe, be responsible, and uh, sit back and relax, folks. We got Super Bowl Sunday a few days away. You are listening to CJ Melo, 69 a.m. in Montreal.